America needs more companies like American Financing, now maybe more than ever. And if you're smart, and I know you are, you're concerned about where your money is going, how much you're spending every month, and how much you're saving, what the future holds. American Financing understands, and they want to help you out. Give them a call today. Do it when you got 10 minutes today. And they're going to perform a free mortgage review for you. There's no tricks, no obligations. They're not trying to convince you to do anything that isn't good for you and your family. Their loan officers uh, work on salary. They don't get kickbacks or bonuses or anything else. So that takes the pressure off of you. Also, they may be able to save you a ton of money by refinancing your mortgage or by getting you a consolidation loan to deal like um, to deal with things like the credit cards. So. Right now, go to American Financing, AmericanFinancing.net or 800-906-2440, 800-906-2440, AmericanFinancing.net. All right. We're going to give you uh, some uh, news on the elections uh, last night and also what remains. Liz Cheney uh, remains uh, in uh, Wyoming. That's coming up in a couple of weeks, but a lot was moved last night. We'll go over that next. The last thing he said as he was leaving office on January 11th, 1989, his farewell address, he said, the lesson of all of this was, of course, that because we're a great nation, our challenges seem complex. It's always going to be this way. But as long as we remember our first principles, as long as we believe in ourselves, the future will always be ours. And there's something else we learned. Once you begin a great movement, there's no telling where it will end. We meant to change a nation, and instead, we changed the world. Well, let's build on that. Let's see what happened with the elections. Are we remembering our first principles? And are we a nation that is changing and destroying itself? or a nation that is just changing to change the world. We begin with the election in just a couple of seconds. First, let me tell you about Relief Factor. Remember the old timers? Used to hear them talking about how when the weather is changing and I got this bum ankle from when I had to be the bat of the family. Yeah, we didn't even have bats back then. I don't mean a baseball bat. I mean, I had to chase the mosquitoes and fly like a bat. And I slept upside down. And now every time the weather changes, my ankles hurt from hanging upside down. 
Are you turning into that guy? Here's a way for you to combat that pain. Uh, It is relief factor. It's not a drug. It was developed by doctors as four key ingredients that fight the inflammation. Will it work on my bad angles? The, you say bad or bad? Three-week quick start developed for you just $19.95. It's a dollar a day like a trial pack. Hundreds of thousands of people have ordered Relief Factor, and about 70% of them go on to order more. So go to relieffactor.com or call 800-4-RELIEF. 800, the number 4, relief. Relieffactor.com. Feel the difference. All right. So first of all, I guess we start with Eric Schmidt. Uh, He's a guy who's been on this program an awful lot. He's an AG in um, uh, Missouri, and I think he's really good. He's one of the powerhouses fighting against ESG. He's one of the powerhouses that is uh, fighting uh, for, you know, our schools and our children. Uh, He's quite an amazing guy. He was up for U.S. Senate uh, in Missouri. Donald Trump uh, tweeted out, I'm for Eric on Monday, but there are two Eric's. And both of them claimed, well, he called me. He called you. He called me, too. Uh, so he wasn't taking a stand on this. But it is Eric Schmidt that won handily. He took 45% of the uh, vote, doubling the second place. So I think uh, he's going to be a shoe-in uh, for the U.S. Senate, which makes me happy if he stays the course. Uh, there was a couple of other things. Uh, Donald Trump endorsed um, Tudor Dixon. Tudor is a woman that is uh, running for the GOP primary for governor of Michigan. Um, she came out on uh, top. She had twice as many votes as her closest competitor. Uh, she had 40% of the votes. Um, she's conservative. She's a commentator, businesswoman, breast cancer survivor, working mom of four girls. She said it was a great honor to receive Trump's endorsement. She vowed to fight back against the heavy hand of big government ideological liberals like Gretchen Whitmer and Joe Biden uh, that are taking wrongheaded economic policies, racial, gender and race identity and skyrocketing crime rates. She said their policies are dangerous. Governor Governor Whitmer just said she's going to drag Michigan backwards. She's going to sow distrust in our democracy. Oh, my gosh. Whitmer, there's no more trust to be lost. I don't know. Don't know if you know that. Um, also, Stu, uh, welcome to the uh, program. We had a uh, a moderate Democrat declare victory over a leftist in Michigan as well in the uh, in the uh, congressional primaries. Uh, we had somebody that was you know campaigning with Bernie Sanders and uh, Rashida Tlaib and Elizabeth Warren, and they went night night last night. Now I don't know if the other Democrat is any better, but this one maybe they just go back into hiding. This one uh, uh, that was openly pushing for progressivism uh, is uh, is gone. Yeah, the, the left wing. What did you see? Progressives are trying to take out the moderates. It's not really a great climate for that. Uh, it has not worked all that no. well for Democrats at this point. No, though no. there is an increasing no. pitch. We should probably talk about this in the coming weeks. An increasing amount of uh, of. Uh, Momentum behind a potential AOC presidential run. 
getting a lot of attention. Oh, oh please. <laughs> oh, please. Mm-hmm. Please. She turns 35 the only person two weeks would before be... the election, I think. Yeah. The only person that would be easier to run against uh, than Joe Biden would be AOC. And you go from one guy who's so old, he's like, I don't know what I'm even done. To somebody who's like, like, um, yeah, uh, <laughs> I, I think, yeah, I don't know how a disposal works, but yeah. <laughs> it would be difficult for her to come up with policies on many items since she's so oh. unfamiliar with them. Uh, but we would oh, say that would be an gosh. interesting interesting uh, it time. would be great <laughs> uh, a couple of other big ones i mean i think the biggest one potentially yesterday was this uh, vote in kansas where they were going to vote on abortion rights and it was one of those uh, votes where the wording of it was a little strange like if you wanted to um get rid of abortion rights you had to vote yes and if you wanted to keep abortion rights you had to vote no uh it went down 59 to 41 so basically you know kansas had this sort of localized roe versus wade court ruling that said we looked with a magnifying glass and we found abortion in your constitution and so it's supposedly a constitutional right in kansas and uh they had an opportunity to get rid of that and they decided not to now a lot of people are apocalyptic on this one i sort of feel like this is just a timing issue You know, we're in a period right after the Roe versus Wade overturn. The left is going to be more passionate about this because, you know, the right just had a big win. They were it was a small election, small turnout election. And the Democrats were able to rally their base, who is obviously very, very um, fired up about this at the moment. But like this is the type of thing that in two or three years, you come back to Kansas, a red state. And you're probably able to get this through. I just think that the timing wound up. It, this was not planned this way. It just they didn't know Roe versus Wade was going to be overturned. And this was going to be the election this happened. And I think, honestly, just timing did so, not work out for this one. So I think, you know, um, I think you're uh, you're right on that. But I also think, hey, I, I wish I had a party horn so I could uh, because that's exactly what the Supreme Court said for people to do. Hey, the states should make this decision. Now, I don't I'm not celebrating because, oh, my gosh, another state wants to kill children. Um, But it is up to the state. And that that has been my entire point for 25 years doing talk radio. And that is, hey, what the people decide to do is up to the people. Kansas shouldn't affect me and how I live my life in Texas. Don't don't Kansas. If you want to force me to do what you're doing. No, thank you. The federal government has no place, but we should be different. We should (gasps) celebrate our intellectual differences. No. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I I rant about this all the time on Uh, on this particular issue. I don't find that ending people's lives is a federalism 10th Amendment type of issue. Uh, I think that this one is one where I would prefer it to be illegal nationwide and states not making their own decisions on ending the lives of babies. But I do. It's certainly a much better place than we were just a few weeks ago. Correct. And here's here's my point. There are there is uh, two choices, two choices in this one. You can be um, absolute on it. And if you want to be absolute, then you should go to war. 
because the hearts of half the country or maybe 30 percent of the country have not changed. Um, They want, hey, abortion on demand. I'm going to have a party. I'm going to have a gender party. (laughs) The baby I just killed was a boy. Um, So you've got this this um, attitude in the country that you have to change the heart. So just like slavery, when the founding happened, I would say, what, 80 percent was against slavery. But that 20 percent would have gone to war over it. So let's keep the union together. Let's try to work this out. If you want to end it today, it's probably going to take a war. Um, If you if you want to end it and end it really forever because people's hearts will be changed it's going to take a while yeah and I, so i while i am exactly the same i want every i want every concentration camp closed um <laughs> wow what a but radical am i position. willing to i know but am i willing to go to war in the united states with my neighbors at this point no, to not. stop something that's been going on since 1972. Look, it's a long-term persuasion process, and Roe versus yes. Wade being overturned just allows that process to actually occur. And you know, you're going to win some votes. You're going to lose some votes in this process. You're going to win some hearts and lose some. I think it's going to take decades and decades. I mean, you know, New York and California are not on the borderline here of about to overturn abortion rights, quote unquote. No, they, you know, this is going to take a much longer uh, time to to occur, but. It is important, and obviously each and I, state is important. I would have loved for this to turn out the right way in Kansas yesterday. It didn't, but you know the Democrats are trying to take from this was, a lesson of like a blueprint to win elections because they're no, now that, that, that's the be. wrong thing. It's a wrong lesson to take. I hope they do take that lesson because if they try to shout their abortions right. uh, into winning elections in November, it's not going to work. And I hope they do try it. And I don't want to um, I don't want to force Kansas to do something. The Supreme Court was right. The federal government does not have any place there that belongs to the states and to the people. I agree that it's murder. So it's hard. But not everybody agrees that's murder. You know, it's like, hey, uh. Uh, should I go out in the street and should you be able to kill your spouse if you find him in bed with somebody else? Everybody says, except the person who pulled the trigger. Yeah, that's murder. So we have to all agree on that it's murder. And if we have a few states that don't, okay, I know I'm not going to live there. I don't, I'd rather have the blessings of protecting children rather than killing children. But we can't... Um, we can't win our freedom and then try to force everybody into the same bucket. We got to change hearts. Yeah, I mean that's the long-term solution. I, you're never going to get a legal solution to a problem like this. Uh, you know, it's obviously no. part of it. It's, it needs to be part of it. But uh, you're right. I mean, I think I think you know I think there's a real argument that this is pr- protected by the Constitution, and I know many conservative legal scholars have made that argument unsuccessfully so far, but I do believe that's the appropriate way of reading the Constitution. Uh, We have an equal Mm -hmm. protection clause. How it doesn't apply to children in the womb, I don't know. I mean, it just seems to be uh, if we close our eyes hard enough, we won't see it, I guess is the way we're thinking about that right right now. What was the state that just said that you can get a, a tax credit? Or was it the federal government? Couldn't have been the federal government. That you'll now get a deduction 
for a child in the womb. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> well, you can't say you can't walk into the IRS and go, no, I wrote I wrote that tumor off. I had cancer. And uh, while I had that tumor in my body, I wrote it off yeah. as a dependent. <laughs> yeah. you know, hey, by the I mean, way, they're not going to go for that one. Yeah, they should, though. They, they absolutely should. Yeah. You know, there was a woman who was yes. uh, who got a ticket for driving in the uh, multi-passenger lane uh, w- right after Roe versus Wade was overturned. And she was pregnant. And her argument was, I'm carrying a child. And she got out. She got. She went to them and said, "That was my argument. I have an extra person in here." And there was all these liberals saying, "Oh, see, now you have to let them in the multi-passenger lane." Good. Yes, we should recognize that a pregnant woman should be able to drive in the multi-passenger lane. We should all understand that she should get out of the ticket. I completely cheer that on. Your terms are acceptable. I, you know, this idea yeah. that we should not treat totally children as that. children, I, I don't understand it and I never will understand so it. So is, is, uh, did she get off from the ticket? I think she actually did. They... did she did actually um, good. get off. And I, you know, at first it was oh, sort of good. presented by the left as this like, oh yeah, in your face, um, you know, and uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, we're with you. <laughs> I don't know what you're yeah. saying. I don't know if you think we in have this... your face. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Yeah. In your that. face, these children <laughs> shall live. Oh, gosh, you really got us on that one. Uh, we'll, we'll, we take your terms as presented. Oh, my gosh. We got okay, through one election so much. there. Uh, Sorry about that. but we I know. We're going we're gonna to get back to them here. We have so much to talk about today. Um, and I have my Wednesday night special. We'll tell you about that coming up as, as well. First, let me take a quick break and, uh, and talk to you a little bit about staying involved in your children's education. An entire generation of parents just found out to an alarming extent during the pandemic what is being taught to our children. And we're like, oh, I don't, um, no. It's our responsibility to stop uh, people teaching our children absolute poison, but it is also our responsibility to fill in any of the gaps. You know, we are our children's educators. We're the first responders. The teachers are the backup. The biggest educational gaps in this country has been happening in our history. And without our history, we're nothing. I want you to check out a new book from the Tuttle Twins. It's America's History. I want you to look at it. I want you to, you know, download even a sample chapter if you want. You'll see everything they're including in the offer, including an audiobook version so the kids can listen to it while you're away. It's TuttleTwinsBeck.com. TuttleTwinsBeck.com. This is America's history. Doesn't concentrate on memorize this name and this date. It actually tells you the story. The TuttleTwinsBeck.com. 10 seconds. Station ID. So what you got? What you got, Stu? What's <laughs> uh, happening? A couple of other uh, interesting elections. You mentioned Eric Schmidt, which was a big one uh, and a uh, good result, I believe. Uh, there was also the Peter Meyer election. Uh, this is in Michigan. He was a, uh, a Congress, a Republican congressman uh, who voted for Donald Trump's impeachment. And uh, he's sort of on the libertarian side, I would say, uh, as a congressman. Uh, he wound up losing to the Trump-endorsed opponent. Um, and oh. in a 52-48 uh, 
very close race. It was it was kind of an interesting one because you know he wasn't a super high profile guy like like a Liz Cheney. You know he wasn't someone who was out there talking about it all the time. It's a purplish district. It's going to be a close election. The Democrats mm-hmm. uh, were running ads on behalf of the Trump endorsed opponent because they wanted him to win thinking that Meyer would be more difficult to defeat which is a fascinating strategy when you're saying that these guys are looking to overturn the democracy and uh and uh, they're going to not allow elections to stand and then you're you're running ads on their behalf hundreds of thousands of dollars of ads to get these people in that you say are going to take democracy down bizarre strategy it's crazy it's it's a it's a high risk game but just a reminder meyer is a loser that's l-o-s-e-r okay go ahead <laughs> there you go uh, <laughs> so you have that one going on there's an interesting one in, in uh, arizona that is, is too close to call which is carrie lake and uh, corinne taylor robeson uh, which is 46.2 to 44.4 uh, lake has been she's a former journalist i believe and she was She's being promoted yeah. as a, you know, a an election denier, election truther type of candidate by the media. Uh, she seems to have a small lead. It's going to be, you know, down to the wire. Still not actually called in Arizona. Uh, that's kind of a, another uh, another one of the big ones. Uh, you know, I, I think you have this situation where uh, putting good candidates up for Republicans, particularly in the Senate, is absolutely crucial right now because even if things go well you may not have a uh, uh an ability to because they're just the way the the election structured this time you have a lot of democrats uh, in, in favorable positions so there's not a lot of places for republicans to pick up in the senate now that reverses itself in 2024 and if the republicans could do very very well here there would be a chance they would have a filibuster proof majority in the senate in 2024 if things went well and they could put a president in so you're talking about massively important elections honestly those numbers are so crucial even if it's not the greatest republican of all time you'll be you'll have two years of being able to block or slow down joe biden his court picks and then you have an opportunity if you do well enough to look at a filibuster proof majority for whoever the next president might be on the republican side Uh, But, you know, as we've seen, like, you know, Dr. Oz is probably the most shining example here, you know, as of right now. And I don't think this is the way it's going to turn out. But as of right now, polls are showing him down 11 and 14 points. So if that doesn't turn around and you blow races like that that are winnable, you're going to wind up with all of those possibilities on the good side going away, not only this year, but also for the next uh, four after that. Yeah, and uh, you lose the opportunity to hold them because the House isn't guaranteed either. People have got to go out and vote. More in a minute. The Glenn Beck Program. So I got an email from Veronica today. She said I wrote in um, uh, she wrote in about her dog's experience with uh, rough greens saying I have a 12 year old Labrador. After one week of giving her rough greens, we saw crazy improvement. Her eyes became clearer. I had to look twice when she came bounding up the stairs. She hadn't done that in a while. This product is amazing. Thank you so much, Veronica. Thanks for writing in. You really should check out Rough Greens. It's not a dog food. It's a supplement developed by a naturopathic doctor named Dennis Black. And you sprinkle this on your dog's food, and it's chock full of vitamins, minerals, probiotics, antioxidants, you name it. If it's healthy, 
It's most likely in Rough Greens. The people at Rough Greens are so confident that your dog is going to love it that they have a special deal for you. Just go to roughgreens.com slash Beck. That's roughgreens, R-U-F-F, greens.com slash Beck. Get your first trial bag free. Just pay for shipping. Roughgreens.com slash Beck or call 833-GLEN33. Head over to blazetv.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Glenn to save 10 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. All right. I, I want to knock a couple of things, uh, you know, right off the top. Just knock them out so we don't have to worry about them anymore. Uh, there are uh, there are 26 Republicans saying, including Mitch McConnell. Oh, he's tough. We support the Speaker of the House of Representatives, Nancy Pelosi, and her trip to Taiwan. Uh, okay. All right. But there's some people in here that I, you know, respect. Uh, I'm just trying to see any of them. Marsha Blackburn. Mike Crapo. Chuck Grassley. Okay, so these guys... Uh, these guys are on this list, uh, 24 of them, or 26 of them, saying, you know, Nancy Pelosi has a right to go. I agree with him. You have a right to go. But Nancy Pelosi also should engage her brain. And so should the administration. First of all, let's just talk about engaging your brain. Stu, I say, hey, I want to make a point about China. And I want to point a finger and poke him in the chest in China. Do you think now where we've just had a humiliating exit in uh, <laughs> Afghanistan, uh, no fault of, you know, our enemies, it just the fault of our own president and uh, uh, Pentagon that still go, that was great. That was the most beautiful exit ever done. Um, a, a Pentagon that is teaching everybody, I don't know, you can wear a dress if you want on the battlefield. I love it. I love it. You go, girl. Uh, and then you have the administration that just doesn't know it's ass from its elbow. Mm-hmm. Do you think now would be the time that you would be like, I want to poke China in the eye? Well, there are probably parts of that analysis that Nancy Pelosi would not agree with. But I think the Republicans you're talking about would probably agree with all of that. She's an idiot. Um, and uh, but, I, you know, I do have, I would say, a, a tremendous amount of sympathy for the position that China does not get to dictate the travel plans of our officials. Like, that's not how this works. I agree. And so I, I do understand that point of view. I, I tend to go with you on this in that. There's just this this administration so incompetent. I don't want to take any risks in these situations to inflame anything because they obviously can't seem to handle the most basic and simple situations, let alone ones like this. But once China says you can't go, Nancy Pelosi, it almost makes it much more likely she has to go because we can't sit here yeah, and no, bend I, to every one of their uh, demands. As I said yesterday, she has to go now. But the problem is she didn't coordinate it. She's not the leader of foreign policy. The president is. So at least coordinate with the White House. So the White House doesn't come out and go, are we going to have noodles today? Oh, she's going where? 
It doesn't seem like a very good idea. Call the Pentagon. And the Pentagon, hey, we all of the generals got together. We think this is the worst idea we've ever heard. And she goes, she should have called them in advance or they should have shut their mouth. Yeah. But right now we look like the Speaker of the House and the president don't agree on Taiwan. Really bad. Yeah, really bad. Really bad. And I think the speculation is that people who wanted this to go uh, one way or the other leaked this information to blow up whatever was going on behind the scenes. Where maybe Nancy Pelosi wanted to go, Joe Biden didn't, so Pelosi leaks it to the press, so then China responds to it, and then she's like, well, now I have to go. Uh, There's a lot of games going on here, dangerous games, and that's, I think, my problem. My problem is not that she goes to Taiwan. I uh, support Taiwan, and I don't care about what China says to us. I don't think we should be reacting to what China says to us. Uh, However, this is a a low-probability, high-impact event here. Where it doesn't, I mean, my guess is China's not going to start a world war over something that happens in Taiwan right now, but they might. And, you know, you have a president, uh, you know, a president, a leader of, of China who is looking to extend his reign uh, in, you know, in scope and time here in the next couple of years, needs to show strength, needs to show that he can stand up uh, to the West in his own domestic policy sort of situation. And he's doing that uh, at our expense. And who knows what, where this goes? Who knows how it s- s- uh, spins out of control? They see the weakness of this country and this president just like we do. And it puts us in a situation where something could easily spin out of control and put us into a situation that we obviously can't handle. We can't even handle what's going on with Russia, let alone Russia and China at the same time. So the risk here is just not worth the reward of a symbolic gesture. It's, you know, it's the same thing I feel about COVID and the monkeypox. That's a one-two punch that could just put us out. You know what I mean? No. Oh, my gosh. People are dying left and right from COVID. We've got to wear our masks. And now monkeypox. And monkeypox is so deadly that it well, you no. almost never die from it. No one and, uh No, hmm? no one in the United States has hey. died from it. Well, it could. Right. They turned into monkeys. You don't know. You don't know. (laughs) Okay. So uh, California has just declared this a state of an emergency, and they're all concerned about monkey pox. And yet, I haven't seen the ban on uh, bathhouses, you know, hey, you know, just a friendly reminder, maybe you shouldn't have the gay orgies right now because gay men are the most likely at this time to contract it. Through gay sex, bathhouses, you know, all that stuff. You know, they were so eager to shut down our church. Somebody might sneeze. You got to shut it down. Monkeypox is coming. Well, I shouldn't say that. It is mainly spread at this point through that activity. And the city of San Francisco just had like some big, I don't know. Some big fetish thing. I, I know it's it's Wednesday. So, you know, what big fetish thing? Oh, the Wednesday night fetish thing. I got it. <laughs> they had some big thing. And uh, and where was the state? You saw we've got to protect people. Well, I mean, except for except for that. What are you trying? Are you intentionally, Gavin Newsom, trying to kill gay people? Is that what's going on here? You're reckless, reckless Go have a party. I'm not going to shut them down. 
you're just trying to kill gay people. <laughs> and they don't even have to be old gay people. Just gay. And you're making this point here on hypocrisy, which is incredibly valid. But, like, the monkeypox situation here is sort of the way we should be handling these things, right? Give people information yes. and let them assess their own risk. If they want to go to Fest in San Francisco after learning this information, okay, that's kind of on you, though. It's kind of your, you know, you're taking the risk Correct. there, and that's the way that this would go. Uh, that's not the way, of course, we handled COVID, where, you know, we asked people who basically now again this is an overstatement but basically had no risk of having uh of dying from covid Children. younger people you know people who with strong immunity the healthy people that were younger basically had no risk it wasn't exactly none but it was close to none and we told those people they needed to do literally nothing for two years you need to sit inside your house and do absolutely nothing. Don't go talk to anyone. Don't go to work. Don't go to the gym. Don't do anything for uh, you know a year or two years, depending on where you uh, lived. And yet we can't even say to people who are in a community where it seems to be the highest risk at this point, not exclusively, but the highest risk, and say to them, hey... We're not saying you can't be gay. We're not saying you can't uh, go outside <laughs> and go to work. We're just saying, like, let's We're, avoid you know the, what? Most, the most risky behavior for, like, a month. And they won't even say that. Right. They won't even say I'm not even saying you should close these places down. No. I'm just saying, say you shouldn't do it right now. You <laughs> might want to consider Death. Right. Well, no, it's monkeypox. Well, COVID and monkeypox, mm -hmm. definitely death. Yeah. You should consider that you don't go. Uh, and Glenn, and, you but you're not hearing this. You're saying, this is a statewide emergency. Well, at this point, I mean, it may turn into that, but at this point, it's pretty much, you know, it, not entirely, but pretty much exclusive to sexual contact. And uh, contact. And it's it's uh, generally in the gay community. Yeah, generally like it's not a, okay. it's not an STD like, you know, for example, no. HIV or, you know, chlamydia would be right. It's not that's not a, the exclusive way it passes. It passes with close contact, though. And so sex certainly qualifies as that. And the 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 closer the contact the more likely this is and it's spread most widely in this community so it would be the riskiest behavior it's just not the only way you can catch yeah. it and and i've correct, noticed have you, Glenn, have you noticed this too when it comes to the coverage of this i i don't know that i've ever realized this before maybe you have where like it would say normally you'd be talking about this as i mean how often do we say lgbtqqia2+ all of these terms, like the G mm -hmm. is for gay, right? Mm -hmm. In the LGBTQ, mm -hmm. they talk about it constantly. We are mm -hmm. constantly talking about people's sexual um, orientation based on the G, gay, in this community. Now, when we're talking about monkeypox, they have this new term that they all seem to be adopting at the same time, which is men who have sex with other men. And like... I. Well, didn't we summarize that with a three-letter word? Like, I thought that's what we did. We can't, you know, mm. just from an efficiency standpoint, I thought that was oh what we... Gosh. And now it's men who wow, have sex with other men. Hater. No, I'm serious. Is that like a... <laughs> is that a, a term? Like, is that some sort of woke term? Like, why why men who have I, sex with other men? You know what? I'm not men? even sure, but I have 
it's probably like um, uh, people who have babies, or what are they calling yeah, like, them? Like baby a- machines, or what? <laughs> <laughs> yes, what it's is baby that machines. You're right. Baby uh, machines. Baby. That over there, they identify as a baby machine. <laughs> Put a quarter in them. Watch a baby spit out. Like womb holders and, uh, I don't, you know. Yeah, so, <laughs> that sounds like a coaster. <laughs> By the way, you used the word chlamydia for a second, and I got sidetracked, riddled with ADD. Yeah. And I thought to myself, you know, Shakespeare said a rose by any other name is still a rose. Yeah. I think you could name a rose chlamydia. And it just, it, it's not the same. It's not a rose anymore. You wouldn't want to sniff it. It would not oh. smell just as sweet. I don't think I would pick it or smell it, you know? It's, <laughs> it's a bad, just like, it's a, oh, man, I got you a bouquet of chlamydias. Yeah. It's the type of, uh, it's a type of word that really describes what it is. And without, you know, like just, it yeah. just feels like you don't want to get near it. It's, it's like, uh, it's unlike the Chilean sea bass, which they, re- they renamed from Patagonian yeah. toothfish. Like, you named it Patagonian yeah. Toothfish, no one wants to eat it, but then they rename it the Chilean Sea Bass, and everyone wants to eat it. Uh, I feel like right. chlamydia, you, you need a rebrand if you want people to get it, and maybe that's a good reason yeah, to not you rebrand don't have, it. You don't have to be in a doctor's office. You could be on Satin's lap and says, oh, you know what I'm going to get you for Christmas? <laughs> chlamydia. And even kids would be like, oh, no, no, please. <laughs> All right, let me tell you about our sponsor this half hour. It's uh, LifeLock. Everyone is tightening their belt a little right now. If you're listening to this program, chances are high that you got a good head on your shoulders when it comes to knowing where to cut back for your spending and where not to. That's why I think it's really important that you understand how cybercrime and identity theft will affect your life. With everything we do online, you don't want to cut Internet safety out of the budget, especially now. What if I told you you could get a 25% uh, bonus on your subscription, You 25% off for your first year of LifeLock? It's the top of the line in cybersecurity with both preventative measures to keep you safe and access restoration team if you end up having a problem because... Nobody can keep their eye on everything. Nobody's going to, you know, guarantee you that they can catch everything. This is a fantastic deal on something you really need. They are going to watch better than anybody else, in my opinion, and they have a restoration team. So call now. Save up to 25% off your first year with promo code BECK. Call 1-800-LIFELOCK, 1-800-LIFELOCK, or lifelock.com. Promo code BECK. Save 25%. The Grind Back Program. Just a couple of notes here. Tonight, the Wednesday night special, part of the left's revolutionary plan for America. We're going to show you some things. Uh, Can we play, uh, I think it's cut to the Portland camp that wants uh, militant activism. This is from uh, the uh, Budding Roses camp in Portland. It's a children's summer camp for Antifa. Listen. For me, um I, I'm a language teacher, and so I teach a lot of different ages. And so I don't necessarily work with a lot of uh, children, but definitely with uh, teenagers and just younger people. So like uh, college students, but uh, kind of more politically, I'm interested in uh, militant education and mil- militant formation, like how to teach not, not necessarily older people, but just uh, how to 
how to teach some more uh, committed engagement. So that's that's what we've been studying more in Olympia. It's really cool. Yeah, isn't it? Um, another aspect of the chaos in the street is the active campaign to destroy the traditional family, the Judeo-Christian morality, and uh, the campaign is most obvious in the gender sexuality chaos currently being waged in America. The campaign fully endorsed and promoted by the Biden administration. The fact that American children are the primary target of this indoctrination is disgusting, and it is evidence of a dying culture. All of this, the chaos, is in the Marxist playbook, in action, destabilization to usher in a new system. And we are witnessing right now the results of decades of painstaking work by devoted Marxists to organize and indoctrinate, and their plan is working. Join me tonight at 9 for Chaos and Crisis. The left's revolutionary playbook hits America's streets. That's tonight at 9 p.m. Eastern, only on blazetv.com and Blaze TV YouTube. Uh, also, on tomorrow's program, the um, a man who's trying to fend, fend off the attacks from George Soros from within his own country is Hungarian Prime Minister Viktor Orban. He's coming to Dallas for CPAC, and the media is already frothing at the mouth. Um, his uh, CPAC, we are going to be talking tomorrow to the guy next in line. Uh, he is also an Orban, no relation. He'll be with us in studio tomorrow. This is the Glenn Beck Program. You know, some people just get it. And I'm talking about those smarty, smarty pants who uh, try to figure out things, you know, that you and I would have never thought of, like Dennis Black. He's a naturopathic doctor, and he figured out that since most dog food is dead food, all the kibble food you're feeding your dog has all the nutrition cooked out. There had to be a way to make sure that they're eating the things that were good for him. And as a result, Dr. Black came up with rough greens. He just gets it. Rough greens. It's not a dog food. It's a supplement that you put on the dog's food filled with vitamins and minerals and probiotics and antioxidants. All the things your dog, your dog needs to live a healthier life right now. They want to make sure that your uh, first bag is free. So you're not out anything. They know that your your money is important to you. You just pay for shipping of the first bag. They want to make sure that your dog likes it as much as Uno, Uno, my dog does. You can get a free trial bag now of Rough Greens for your dog to try out. Roughgreens.com slash back. That's R-U-F-F-Greens.com slash back or call 833-GLEN33. Do it now.
to hear is the fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Hello, America, and welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. My pronouns are it, he, she, them, and the fat guy in the corner. Uh, Welcome to the uh, program. I've been telling you for a while now that we are winning. It just doesn't feel like it. And we have to keep the pressure on. We have to keep waking our friends and our neighbors up. And uh, today I want to give you uh, some evidence of it. All this pronoun garbage, all this, I can have a baby and I'm a man. No, men can't have babies. Uh, All of that nonsense is beginning to come undone. And I'm going to give you some amazing news in 60 seconds. First, let me tell you about Relief Factor. Phil wrote in about his experience with Relief Factor. He says, Glenn, my normal pain level from arthritis and the use of my body over the years was typically an eight or nine. Wow. With Relief Factor, it's a two or three, sometimes a one or a two. Thank you, Relief Factor, for helping people just like me out. Phil, thank you for writing in. Thank you for giving Relief Factor a try. Sounds like you, you know, you got your life back with Relief Factor. And believe me when I tell you, I know what that means to you. Uh, Relief Factor, it works for me. Three-week quick start developed just for you. $19.95. It's a dollar a day like a trial pack. Hundreds of thousands of people have ordered Relief Factor, and about 70% of them go on to order more. It's relieffactor.com. So call 800-4-RELIEF. 800-4-RELIEF. Relieffactor.com. Feel the difference. So I read this story uh, yesterday. It was scheduled to be on yesterday's program, and uh, I just didn't have time to squeeze it in. But it is so important as really good news of people coming back to their senses. What is the problem right now? The problem is we don't talk to each other. We don't listen to one another. Anybody who says, don't read that. You can't talk to them. You're friends with that person. The science is settled, and we can't even discuss it anymore. I should put you in jail for even questioning that. Anybody who says that, get them out of your life. Don't listen to them. This is the way science um, makes progress, is through talking about things, questioning, turning it over and over and over and over again. I mean, I don't know if you heard about that study on Alzheimer's, the study that was faked faked in 2006 or 7 faked billions of dollars have been spent on this fake study that was peer reviewed and everything else but it was fake we have been going in the wrong direction now for about 15 years or so uh because of this fake study how many lives and how many How many memories will be lost? How many families will suffer because of that? One guy questioned it and he tried to get in and say, hey, guys, this is not right. But the study authors had very powerful friends. Well, it's finally come out. We have to question and constantly when it comes to science, constantly question ourselves. 
Over the past three decades, the Gender and Identity Development Service at the Travistock Clinic in London has seen thousands of British children for gender dysphoria, with a British minister noting that more than 4,000% increase happened. 4,000% increase of referrals for girls just in the last decade. But last Thursday, Britain's National Health Service announced it's closing down Travistock for good and, in effect, rebuking the common American medical approach known as gender-affirming care for treating children with gender dysphoria. This can include a mix of puberty suppressants, cross-sex hormones, and surgeries, interventions in minors that can lead to reversible effects. You know what is incredible to me? is I have, I have friends that are going to Mexico for surgeries because the surgeries here are becoming so expensive. W- wait, what? And I was like, you know, I don't know if I want the guy with the big hat, you know, in Tijuana doing a surgical procedure. And they're like, no, you have no idea, Glenn. It's, it's not that way anymore. We used to lead the world in medical uh, science. We now are becoming the laughing stock of the world. For years, whistleblowers have rung the alarm about shoddy care at Travistock. Psychologists who work there uh, said that vulnerable children were being prematurely rushed into transition. Parents confronted the head of the clinic. A courageous uh, detransitioned woman, Kira Bell, said that the kids at Travistock were unable to understand the ramifications of puberty blockers and cross-sex hormones. Wait a minute. A 12-year-old kid is not prepared to understand the life ramifications? What? The National Institute for Care and Excellence, a governmental body that creates evidence-based guidelines... <laughs> found that the link between transitioning and improved psychological function was, in fact, very weak, which is the off-sighted uh, justification for childhood transition. It's as if gender dysphoric kids are not allowed to transition. They will commit suicide, despite the lack of evidence for this claim. Then, they write, the coup de grace. The widely respected pediatrician, Dr. Hillary Cass, an independent study of Britain's care for transgender children, found that Travis Stock's approach was unsustainable and children were receiving inadequate, inadequate care. There was, Dr. Cass wrote in her report, a lack of consensus and open discussion about the nature of gender dysphoria and therefore about the appropriate clinical response. The National Healthcare Service is following Cass's recommendation to shut down Travistock and replace it with a series of centers in regional hospitals. The bottom line is there will be no more top-down, one-size-fits-all transitioning for kids with gender dysphoria in the UK. Amen. Amen. All kids that are like, you know what? I'm a tree. I don't think I take a branch and jam it through their arms. You know what I mean? You know what? We should cut off your legs and I'm going to replace them with tree stumps. No. In a sign that they may be rethinking 
the puberty blockers are safe and reversible. The American Food and Drug Administration also on Thursday announced there was they were slapping a new warning on puberty blockers. It turns out they may cause brain swelling and vision loss. But for now, the move among American medical associations, health officials, and dozens of gender clinics is to double down on the affirmative report uh, approach with the Biden administration recently uh, asserting gender affirmation is trauma informed care. The American stance is at odds with a growing consensus in the West to exercise extreme caution when it comes to transitioning young people. Uber progressive countries like Sweden and Finland have pushed back firmly and unapologetically against the affirmative approach of encouraging youth transition advocated by some transgender activists and gender clinicians. This is incredible. When you have Sweden and Finland and England, all of these progressive states who we've got to be more like Europe. When you have France being more conservative on abortions, you should recognize that we are off the deep end. Sweden's National Board of Health and Welfare uh, released new guidelines for treating young people with gender dysphoria earlier this year. The new guidelines state that the risk of these gender-affirming medical interventions currently outweigh the possible benefits and that the treatment should be offered only in exceptional cases. Finland's Council for Choices in Healthcare uh, came to a similar conclusion earlier this year, noting the first line intervention for gender variants during childhood and adolescent years is psychosocial support and, as necessary, gender exploratory therapy and treatment for comorbid psychiatric disorders. In light of available evidence, gender reassignment of minors is an experimental practice. Gender reassignment, medical interventions, must be done with a great deal of caution and no irreversible treatment should be initiated. Guys, I am telling you right now, we are going to be remembered as a society that if we don't stop, will make the Nazis look like rookies. Remember, all of those Nazi experiments on children and stuff, those happened in the children's hospital. They didn't happen first at the concentration camps. They happened at the children's hospital. And the doctors and the nurses were convinced they were doing the right thing, while the rest of the world said, oh, my gosh, no. And at first, many of those countries like Sweden and Finland were part of it. They were like, you know what? We should maybe get rid of the unfit. But later, they figured it out before the Nazis figured it out. Both guidelines starkly contrast with those uh, proffered by the Illinois-based World Professional Association of Transgender Health, an advocacy group made up of activists, academics, lawyers, and healthcare providers, which has sent the, set the standard when it comes to transgender care in the United States. First of all, 
you should not have an advocacy group of ad, of uh, activists making up a a a medical board they they're activists they will soon issue new standards that lower recommended ages for blockers hormones and surgeries get it the united states is going in the other direction their position in keeping with an array of U.S. medical associations and activist groups across the country that insist gender-affirming care is life-saving. Assistant Secretary of Health Rachel Levine, who is herself a transgendered... I can't say it. He, she's a dude, man. Anyway, recently asserted that there is a medical consensus that uh, as to its benefits, some activists and gender clinicians in the U.S. feel that their uh, plan doesn't go far enough, asserting that any child who wants puberty blockers should get them. For instance, or claiming that a teenager who later regrets it having her breast removed can just get new ones. The U.S. is engulfed by a political turmoil, and while the Scandinavians are not, I wondered how would they come to their conclusions and what can their experience teach us? In mid-July, I spoke with Thomas Linden, Director of Knowledge-Based Policy and Healthcare at Sweden's National Board of Health and Welfare. He told me that Sweden's first guidelines for treating people under 18 with gender dysphoria came out only in 2015 after increasing awareness among healthcare professionals of the existence and needs of gender dysphoric youth. At the time, the focus was very much about the rights issues and making visible the need for care for this group and to secure access to care. Those guidelines were broadly welcomed by activist groups, patients, and the medical community. They allowed for puberty blockers and hormones, but urged clinicians to do long-term follow-up of patients who transitioned. This is where the rubber meets the road, and I'll tell you about it in 60 seconds. First... American Financing, NMLS 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. I'm a big fan of working smarter instead of harder when it is possible to do so. Sometimes you have to work harder. Sometimes working smarter means letting someone else who's an expert show you the way. That's what you get from American Financing. I want you to think for a second, just in 10 minutes today, you could be well on your way to saving a ton of money and getting your financial house in the best order it can be. This isn't a high-pressure call. The people you're going to speak with are salary-based. They're not trying to sell you something because they don't, they don't have any benefit from it. They want to see you succeed. It's kind of a perfect relationship. American financing. You might be surprised at what options you didn't even know you had, from mortgage refinances to forms of credit consolidation, even... Um, accessing the high equity that you have in your home while it's still high hurry it could save you as much as maybe a thousand dollars a month don't waste the opportunity to better your financial future both for yourself and your family it's american financing at 800-906-2440 800-906-2440 or americanfinancing.net 10 seconds station id Okay, so listen to this. This is the study that they were doing over in the Netherlands. 
The 2015 guidelines that were created with a certain cohort in mind at the turn of the 21st century, the Dutch had designed a medical protocol for what was then called gender identity disorder based on a small group, mostly male, that had long lasting childhood onset gender dysphoria and didn't have any other serious mental health issues. They seemed to fare well after medical transition in adolescence. But the methodology asserting this wasn't reliable. By contrast, the young people who have been seeking care at Swedish clinics after 2015 were increasingly teenage girls with multiple psychiatric diagnoses. And there were a lot of them. It rose from four to 77 per 100,000 inhabitants. The guidelines were written for what we thought was a smaller group of patients, also more homogeneous. The same trend was found in Finland, where clinicians first started providing medical treatments for gender dysphoric youth in 2011. The chief psychiatrist at the Department of Adolescent Psychiatry um, at the University Hospital in Finland said this came in uh, in part over political pressure. Did you hear this? This came in in part over political pressure, as well as growing awareness that the Dutch and British were medically transitioning kids. In 2015, the doctors started to see the same dramatic increases in female adolescents with gender dysphoria. The number of referrals skyrocketed. There have been fivefold more girls coming in. And they appeared to be very much influenced by other adolescents. No. Look at the destruction of our women. Look at the destruction of little girls. Not only are men preying on our little girls and our society, the popular vote is just let's sexually exploit them. Yeah. Put them on TV. Sex them up. Now you have the trans community coming out, the advocates for this, coming out, not doing psychiatric care, not even asking a psychiatric question in America. And what's happening? They're being influenced. It's not that we have 30% of classrooms that are gay. It's just the popular cool thing right now. Yes. It's unclear if the infusion of trans storylines into the media contributed to the shift. Of course it is. Vogue 2015, the year of trans visibility. Caitlyn Jenner on Vanity Fair. Year after time declared that there had been a transgender tipping point. It was also the year that the reality show I Am Jazz came out. These young people are showing up. Nothing like the ones in the Dutch research. We were astonished to find out that most of the adolescents who were referred to gender identity assessment, they had severe psychiatric problems. Clinicians could not be sure that these problems were the cause or the effect of gender dysphoria. In America, the common explanation for such statistics were that they were a sign of progress, that this was a natural effect of the destigmatizing transgender people. But for the Swedish and Finnish clinicians, it was a cause for concern. In 2018, a paper was released, virtually nothing is known about adolescent onset gender dysphoria. 
And the doctor that wrote it worried that delaying brain maturation with puberty suppressants could stymie the adolescent task for identity consolidation and could exacerbate existing mental health issues. There was also a high rate of autism among those adolescents with onset gender dysphoria. They go on to say, because the Dutch study had indicated relatively few patients regretted having transitioned, many clinicians assumed that detransitioning, reverting back to living as one's birth sex, was rare. But in Finland, one study showed 76% of detransitioners didn't inform their clinics of any feelings of dissatisfaction or regret, so they couldn't calculate the actual rate of detransition. But in the UK, they find 10% of detransition. We don't know what we're dealing with. Can we please stop experimenting on our children? The Glenn Beck Program. The great Chinese philosopher Confucius once said, the man who lives in a glass house should dress in the basement. First of all, if you didn't already know that, you should probably brush up on your Chinese philosophy. Might come in handy someday, you know, as they take us over. More importantly, if you got this problem, it's definitely time to check out blinds.com. You're living in a glass house. What do you say you throw some blinds on? Blinds.com is the way to go. Right now, they're running a 40% off special site-wide, which means you have access to a ton of amazing options at a much cheaper rate than normal. And it doesn't stop there. If you, you need help selecting what you want, they have design experts who can do live consultations. It's all free. You need help with measuring or installation. They got you covered. No hidden fees, no misleading quotes, no showrooms, retail markets, none of that kind of stuff. Shipping is always free. Go to blinds.com. Get 40% off everything now. Blinds.com. That is blinds.com. 40% off everything right now at blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Head over to blazetv.com slash Glenn and get your subscription to Blaze TV. Use the promo code Glenn to save 10 bucks. Hello, America. And uh, welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. It is time now for our George Soros update. Yes. It's weird that George Soros update suspiciously sounds almost like the Darth Vader theme, but I think that's purely a coincidence. Uh, George Soros is in the news because uh, he's getting a lot of heat for his uh, meddling in our elections and putting in all of these AGs that are now being thrown out of office. You can't even the cities can't even wait for the next election. They're like, please make it stop. So George Soros um, uh, just wrote a uh, essay in The Wall Street Journal, and I've had it on my desk and I I, I'm just we're getting so far behind. I just have to take I have to take pepperoni eyes uh, at his word and say, you know, the evil emperor has spoken. So let's listen to what he has to say. And he said, like most of us, I'm very, very concerned about crime. One of government's most important roles to ensure public safety. 
I have been involved in efforts to reform the criminal justice system in the more than 30 years that I have been a Philip Philip Phil and rapist. What's a fill and rapist? Anyway, uh, our system is rife with injustices that make us all left safe, less safe. The idea that we need to choose between justice and safety is false. They reinforce each other. If people trust the justice system, it will work. And if the system works, public safety will improve. No toys. Anyway, um, we need to acknowledge that black people in U.S. are five times as likely to be sent to jail as white people. That is an injustice that undermines our democracy. No. Okay, can we stop looking at things as groups, please? An injustice will happen to one person, not necessarily to a group. So let's not say all black people are bad or all white people are good or all black people shouldn't be in prison all white people shouldn't be in prison what do you say the ones who have actually committed crimes should go to jail i don't care what color they are i don't get justice is blood you know what i you know what you know it's all this you know it's all this is if we just stuck forks in all of the judges eyes then they'd be blind. Justice is supposed to be blind. Maybe we make that mandatory. All justice. You want to be a judge? You've got to be blind. And nobody tell him what color it is. He doesn't know. It's a white guy that he just sends. Oh. We spend $81 billion every year keeping around 2 million people in prisons and jails. Well, if that's what it takes to keep, you know, murderers off the streets, I'm kind of okay with that. Are, you know, are you? Look, I am looking for uh, ways to invest more in preventing crime and strategies that work. Now, listen to this. He's more interested in investing in preventing crime and strategies that work. This agenda at both safety and justice is based both on common sense and evidence. It is popular. It is effective. Is that why everybody is having a recall of all of your DAs? Because it's so popular? You know what? Forget about the stabbing and the shooting. I love this guy when the, the job that they are doing in office so much... I want to get them out of office before the next election. They've just done such good work. Sure, we could keep them in there, but I want to reward them by getting them out of office. That, George, is not popular. This agenda is popular. Serious scholars, oh, scholars, researching causes behind the recent increase in crime have pointed to other factors. A disturbing rise in mental illness among young people due to the isolation imposed by COVID lockdowns. Oh, so we're now we're now recognizing that that caused mental illness. We're a pullback in policing in the wake of public criminal justice reform protests. Those weren't criminal justice reform protests. Those were mobs in the street that were condemning our cops and calling them all killers. 
uh, I don't know if you noticed this, George, but that little experiment uh, led to a lot of great cops just leaving. It led to also places just firing a bunch of cops. Have you been to Seattle lately? Oh, it's beautiful this time of year when the when the red from the blood kind of just kind of reflects up on the green of the trees. Oh, you feel like it's Christmas time. Many of the same people who call for more punitive criminal justice policies also support looser gun laws. Yeah, somebody should have a gun because your people are letting all of the criminals out in the street. This is why I've supported the election and more recently in re-election of prosecutors who support reform. I have done it transparently. Oh, my gosh, you are so transparent. You are as transparent as a mountain. And I have no intention of stopping. Of course not. Nothing can stop you. Nothing can stop. No country, no sane country in the world will would allow somebody to come into the country like George Soros and just meddle in our elections like he's doing. Just shape, get into bed with the left, fund them to the tune of billions of dollars, millions of dollars going through all these shadow organizations to fund everything that could destroy us. No, no, no. I'm no, I'm serious. It's going to be very, very, very good. Yeah, very good. Uh, what I want to do is uh, maybe put in uh, some Russian people in for police. You're missing police. So I thought maybe we'd yeah, I find it kind of fun. Meet Boris. Oh, oh, good. The police. Oh, they're going to be Russians. That's fantastic. Yeah. Well, I, I, I kind of sure people will be hurt. Legs will be broken, but you know, you have to break some eggs. Okay. Okay. All right. Hey, here's something else that he's doing. Um, he is spearheading with Joe Biden. Uh, efforts against election integrity. He is spending all kinds of money just to make sure everything is safe and comes out the way it should, you know? A proposed constitutional amendment in Michigan by a Soros-funded group would prevent both stricter voter ID requirements and a ban on private donations to election officials from being enacted. So he's, he's like... But I just want to give some money to some elective, uh, some uh, election officials. What could possibly go wrong? I, it's, you call it a bribe. I call it uh, happy money. Federal agencies under the Biden administration now seeking to increase voter registration and turnout. A group, a group linked to the left-wing megadonor George Soros. I have, why are you saying this? Why are you saying my name? Is because I'm Jewish? is pushing for a constitutional amendment in the battleground state of Michigan that would allow Zuckerbucks to be used in election administration. Oh, well, then what could possibly be wrong? Would the press leave me alone if I said, you know what, I'm going to fund... Uh, like it's it's like a traveling library, except it's a traveling uh, little bus that you can vote in. And I'm going to go to all of those counties that are the deepest, deepest of red. And I'm going to make sure that we get every vote 
Of course, I, 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 I'm just funding it. I have nothing to do. I have nothing to say about it. Oh, and I've paid off some people in, you know, in the in the um, in the local precincts. You know, just I just giving them some happy money. Would anyone in the press say, oh, that's OK for Glenn Beck to do it? No, of course not. I wouldn't do it because I wouldn't be cool with it. The states, that is their job. Oh, anyway, so he is now working with Biden, funding all of this stuff. Earlier this year, Biden put out to his entire cabinet, all of the departments, such as housing and urban development, health and human services, and the labor department. Look, Boris is busy right now. You want more legs broken? But, uh, they now want to turn uh, their work and, you know, sure, I want you, you know, those assisted housing centers. Those are fantastic. Could you just register some people, too? Federal agencies are now participating in voter turnout efforts. Uh, and by the way, I just want you to know those those agencies are all now run by Democrats. Would you be OK with this, Democrats, if Donald Trump said, by the way, I'm just taking, hey, guys, an hour of your work day, uh, you know, just an hour. You Democrats, you, you and well, not you. How did you vote? Yeah, not you, but you, you and you. I want you to turn your agency into a, a, a voter registration agency. This is insane. Insane. George Soros should be banned from the United States. His money should be banned. By the way, uh, a judge in San Francisco, you know, yesterday they were like, we got to allow non-citizens to vote because uh, because non-citizen has the word citizen in it. So they're citizens, non-citizens, and they should vote. Yeah, well, there was a ruling that has just been released. The judge in San Francisco, let me say that again, a California judge struck down the San Francisco city ordinance allowing non-citizens to vote. Ha! Huh. Gee, what could have gone wrong with that? It's amazing how our government has been turned into an instrument that is opposed to our individual rights and protecting our individual rights. Our vote is sacred. You have a right to have your voice be heard. And you have your right to make sure that your voice is not watered down by corruption or by people who shouldn't be voting. That's their priority. This administration is using every tool they have to do the exact opposite. This is why these admin this administrative state has to be shut down. It's not constitutional. It is a it is a progressive idea. And nobody in our founding had thought, oh, yeah, Congress will just give up their power. Why would people do that? Because they're getting rich if they do. And they don't have to answer for anything. So they just keep going to work. Let the administration do it. And the administration doesn't 
he, Biden, he's, I'm not, I mean, yeah, I hired the guy, but holy crap, what did he do? What did the administration do? Well, it wasn't him, the head. It was probably somebody down, you know, like a Lois Lerner. And we can't blame them or send them to jail unless, how did she vote? Yeah, we can't send her to jail. That's not the American way. Back in just a minute. Our uh, sponsor this half hour is My Patriot Supply. What do you see yourself doing in 25 years from now? Well, I'll tell you one thing you might be doing. Getting down on your knees and thanking your lucky stars that you listened to me all those years ago and you bought emergency food from My Patriot Supply. In case you haven't looked out the window lately and seen all the people that are running around with their hair on fire, our country is kind of in a weird and dangerous place right now. Uh-huh. It happens from time to time. And uh, people go overboard and, uh, you know, the ship snaps in half. And then everybody's like, I thought it had enough lifeboats. Uh, you know, that kind of stuff happens from time to time. Let me give you a lifeboat. My Patriot Supply. It's what's truly great about My Patriot Supply is uh, it's the best out there. It is really good, nutritious food, 2,000 calories a day. Um, and you're paying today's prices for food that is good for 25 years. Can you imagine what a box of food will cost in just five years with inflation? Yeah, it's going to save you a lot of money at some point. Grocery store uh, spoils uh, quickly. The food spoils quickly. Um, This food lets you lock in an affordable food for years to come because it doesn't spoil. Go to preparewithglenn.com. Grab your four-week emergency food kit, $50 off the regular price. Your food will ship fast and free. This is one of the best things you can do for your family. It'll arrive in unmarked boxes so nobody knows. Otherwise, you will have to kill them. Go to preparewithglenn.com right now. That's preparewithglenn.com. Stay informed. Sign up for the free newsletter today at glennbeck.com. Hey, tonight on TV at 9 o'clock, you don't want to miss it. Uh, There is chaos coming in our streets, and it is part of a revolutionary plan for America. We're surrounded by chaos now. When children are assaulting police officers, something is very, very broken in our society. And this chaos is a spillover from the BLM riots in 2020, Um, It is a direct results of George Soros and his campaign. Um, We had, uh, what was it, a 20% increase of the shooting of cops just in the last 12 months. I mean, it's bad, but it is all part of the Marxist playbook. Join me tonight for Chaos and Crisis, the left's revolutionary playbook that hits America's streets. That's tonight at 9 p.m. Eastern, only on blazetv.com and Blaze TV YouTube. Tonight, 9 p.m., chaos and crisis. Join us at The Blaze. All you have to do is uh, use the promo code Glenn and save blazetv.com. This is the Glenn Back Program. 
Um, I hate salads. No, mm-hmm. I do. I do. I hate anything healthy. Mr. I salad? I like working out. Doesn't I know, like I salads? Mr. Salad. I don't like salads. Mm. Uh, I don't really. If it's good for you, I really generally hate it. Mm. I really hate it. Uh, but, you know, you're thinking, how does a physical god like you, Glenn, not work out? That comes as a complete shock. Yeah. Well, you know, at least I'll have a healthy snack. Mm. And it really, it, it tastes like a candy bar, which is something that, you know, of course I'll eat candy bars. These are built bars, and they're amazing. 130 calories, and I know you sound, it's like, that can't be good. Only 4 grams of sugar. What? 4 grams of net carbs, 17 grams of protein. What? How is that good, Glenn? Made with 100% real chocolate and amazing flavors. So even, you know, go ahead, hike all you want. Go ahead, jog. I mean, I'll take my car. I'll get there before you. Um, But we can agree on one thing. Built.com. Built bars are great. Built.com. Use the promo code BECK50. Everybody, welcome. I'm so glad that you're here. No, I really am, because you know me. I'm a ray of sunshine in your day. Can I tell you a little bit about the, you know, the guy does the forecasting at Credit Suisse? I know, I think Credit Suisse, I immediately think gold and chocolate. So I'm happy there. I'm happy. Anyway, uh, he said the economy may need to undergo a deeper and longer recession uh, and, uh, you know, the way Biden is handling this in the Fed, it might actually push us into a depression. But, hey, I think there are pills for that. So don't worry about it. And if, you know, you've got, you know, that thing working for more than four hours, go see a doctor. I'm just saying. I don't even know what I'm talking about anymore. Carol Roth is going to be joining us with a look at the economy and this new inflation uh ending bill it's great somehow or another they figured out the magic to spend money to tax you and to make sure that inflation is under control it's magic as doug henning used to say we begin there in 60 seconds it's easy sometimes to take the things that we have in life for granted you're a homeowner And I'd say it's a pretty good bet that you feel a lot more secure about your financial future a couple of years ago than maybe you do right now. Inflation is a monster. I just saw a um, a, uh, story. Here it is. Google searches for sell my home fast spikes up 2,750% in the last week. 
That's not good. So here, this is what I want you to do. I want you to call American Financing. If you haven't already, now is the time to do everything you can to shore up your financial house. And I mean today. Give American Financing a call. You might be surprised at the options that they have that you didn't even know you had. From mortgage refis to their uh, forms of debt consolidation and accessing the high equity that you have in your home while it's still high. Hurry. Uh, call American Financing at 800-906-2440. 800-906-2440. AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing, NMLS 182334. www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Everybody's favorite recovering investment banker, Carol Roth, the author of The War on Small Business. Have you named your next book yet? What is the name of it? Oh, you keep Do you want to announce it or not? Glo- not? Not yet. Not yet. It's coming. It's coming. We'll, we'll, uh, okay, as soon I'm, as we're ready. I'm excited. Here, here's I'm, what I'm going to, I'm going to give you the, the promise. <laughs> I will, I will break the news live with you. Okay. Well, I'm excited because I know what it's about. I know what it's about. Uh, and it's, and it's going to be really, really good. Anyway, um, Biden is seeking an extra $80 billion. This on top of the other spending. This is $80 billion in extra funding for the IRS to crack down on tax evasion by those billionaires, which not a chance. Uh, You just tweeted, uh, they're only going after the billionaire and the wealthy crowd. The government consistently enables wealth transfers to the wealthy. You think that's what they're going to change? Who has the bucks to support the lobbying and their reelection? Really? They're going after that. Biden hiring 87,000 new IRS agents to go after 800 or 900 billionaires? Enjoy your audits. Yes. Tell me, I, I hope, what's this I about? Hope- I hope everybody is prepared. This is very frustrating. You know, the the Democrats like to pretend that they are the party of the middle and working class. And the Biden administration has continued to find ways to extract wealth from the middle and working class. We saw it in the American Rescue Plan. They raised the reporting threshold for any sort of hobby sites you might have to uh, potentially get the flags for audits up. It went from $20,000 on an eBay or Etsy down to $600. Now, and this was part of Build Back Better, which we thought was dead, but now is just coming back in pieces. This this piece has survived $80 billion for the IRS, over which half of that, as you said, is going to hire 87,000 agents for enforcement. Okay. We don't need 87,000 agents to go after what was 800 or 900 billionaires it might not even be that much anymore now that the stock market has gone down so who do you think they're coming after they want you to buy into this they want you to buy in and go yes those people need to pay their taxes and as soon as you give them that approval and that money they're going to come after you and regardless you should pay your taxes that are due but that doesn't mean you're not going to get an audit and that doesn't mean you're not going to have to justify every single thing that you do and waste your time and money so they can try and extract a few more dollars from you um it, we know from the obama administration they politicized the irs we also know that they just bought seven hundred thousand dollars worth of bullets for the irs <laughs> Th- that is really frightening 
87,000 new auditors going out to what? Small businesses of America. They're not going after the rich. They, you know, they're not going to go after the poor either, but they're going to go after anyone who A, disagrees with them. And because it's now public private partnerships, any business that doesn't agree with them. Yeah, this is um, really, really scary. In fact, now that my tweet has sort of gone viral, uh, I've never been audited before, but I'm certain that I will be um, oh. next time around. I, mean, it's, it's I was audited under the. Yeah, I was audited underneath the uh, the Obama administration for the very first time. So yeah. that and, was and fun. It, that was and, fun. The, and they do. They politicize it. And the crazy thing are the number of people who gave feedback and said, well, if you're not a tax cheat, what do you have to worry about? And you've hit the nail on the head, Glenn, is that the politicization of this, they're going to come after people. They're going to harass you. They're going to tie up your time. They're going to tie up your money. And regardless of whether you have followed the rules or not, there's a great Warren Buffett phrase that said something along the, if the cop fi- uh, follows you for 500 miles, at some point, you're going to get a ticket. It's the same kind of thing. They will find something because you have to justify it. And even if you are in the right, they still have the final say. And now you said they're now they're loading up on ammunition. So what exactly is it that you're going to do? So I, I think this is part of just the impoverishing. I mean, you want to take down inflation. You have to stop people's buying power. Um, the government is spending money everywhere so that's just going to increase inflation but they're impoverishing us if you want to at 2030 you will own nothing and you'll be happy like the world economic forums plan is you have to impoverish people and so they're taking our money through actual taxes um, getting more draconian on it but they're also taxing us without representation in inflation yeah it's uh Go ahead. I would say everywhere you turn from every side, there's either the direct or the indirect taxation um, that impacts you on on an ongoing basis. You know, it is the continual expansion of the government and the monetizing of the debt. It is the uh, intentional causing and deliberate causing of this rampant inflation that lowers the purchasing power. Even if you feel like, oh, I may be making a few more dollars, you know, your dollar's not going as far, then they're going to do it through direct taxes. And then the next thing that's coming, Glenn, after this, and they've already started seeding this, is wealth taxes. We've we've heard, oh, we're going to start, you know, taxing quote unquote unrealized capital gains as that if that's a thing or income, which it's not. And th- there is an eighty four point four trillion dollar generational wealth transfer that's going to happen in the next twenty three years. This is, you know, the the boomers and you know those above them who are going to be passing this on to their heirs. Do you think the government's not trying to get their hands on as much of that as possible? Of course they are. So they're seeding this wealth stuff with the wealthy, with the billionaires, so that you concede the principle that it's okay to do it. And that is, in my opinion, what they're really after. $84.4 trillion that is going to be transferred from one generation to another. So here is here's the real problem of this. Um, You know, the people will cry out for the millionaires and billionaires. But once you do that, you're violating the principle and they can come after you for it as well. And, uh, you know, you don't have the right, in my opinion, the progressive income tax is 
is morally reprehensible. It is just morally reprehensible. You cannot, the government cannot print a right to do what you cannot do. So if we all agree on taxes, it's totally fine to say, okay, everybody pays the same rate on my block. But it's not, I don't have the right to tell people, you know what, they have more than you do and I do, right down the street in the next block. We're going to have the sheriff go. And they have to pay more in taxes than we do. I don't have that right. I don't have that right. How does the government have the right to do it? They don't. And just even the rhetoric, you know, I'm a strong proponent of individual rights at the principal level. And you have people like, you know, Elizabeth Warren who go out and they name people. They name Musk. They name Bezos. We're going after these people. Think about that. You know, assume these people didn't have billions of dollars and you didn't like them for whatever reason. The principle that somebody in Congress is specifically going after a civilian is so morally wrong and scary. And then what if they decide to do that to you for whatever the reason is? I mean, you cannot concede these principles. And unfortunately, we have so many people who are just basically bootlickers of the state that they say, no, no, you know, down with this person, down with this person. And they're the ones who are going to end up with the middle class and the working class completely trashed because I hate to tell you this, folks, the billionaires don't have enough money. If you took the top 11 billionaires, you took away every penny of their wealth as it's valued today, you'd fund the government for two and a half months for one year and then it would all be gone. So who are they going after? Everybody else. It is, you know, I I talked about this uh, yesterday that if you look at what the government is doing we had the strategic oil reserve full and it was you know at two dollars a gallon um and then uh biden comes in and he pretty much raises creates a new tax on gasoline by shutting everything down so it costs us five dollars a gallon um and we're having a hard time with it then he says i'm going to take your tax money and i'm going to refill this oil So now the government is in competition for us with us for that oil. So we're going to pay not only for that oil again, but we're also going to pay for it at the gas pump and it will cause a problem. But the most important thing is, and this is happening, I think, with chips as well. The government is becoming the big buyer. And when you're a big buyer, you control the market. And so you control what these companies do. This, I think they're creating public-private partnerships while impoverishing us. Yeah, I mean, and we've seen this happen, you know, it's, it's sort of a stepping stone to the nationalization of industries. And we saw this happen in Venezuela, which was, you know, the fourth or fifth wealthiest country in the middle of the 1900s. And now the median um, net worth for Venezuela is zero because they went and, and they sold it in the exact same way. They sold it with, you know, with there's inequality and we need to make things better. And if you give it to yeah. us, we're going to make it fair. And, you know, we know we've seen this story happen many Many, many times before we see the result, this is exactly what they're doing. They only care about their power grab. That only works with the elites. Then they have the poor. There will be no middle or working class. It's going to be that barbell that we see throughout history. And that's what gives them the ultimate power. And it is at the expense of your freedom, your wealth creation opportunities, and frankly, the foundation of this country. 
There's still a chance that we can turn this around, though, don't you think? I do. I do. But we have to get people involved who have the fortitude to go in and reset the system. You know, we have a situation where the government, without any, you know, this magical COVID relief, they're projecting for this fiscal year to spend $5.8 trillion. That's like a quarter of the GDP. Like, we can't have that happening. Every dollar that the government is spending and is taking away from the private uh, sector is is just money that's being transferred from one place to another. It's not productive use of capital. And so we need to have people who are willing to not just talk the talk, but actually walk it, to go in and say, this is enough. We have to change things. We can't just kick it down the road. We need real reforms. And, you know, unfortunately, we are dependent upon people to do that. Okay, so I, I want to ask you this, and then I have to take a quick break and come back for your answer. I think most people just they these numbers are so big, they don't understand. And they think at some point we're not going to be able to pay it back. So it's just going to default on it and we'll just get out, you know, bankruptcy for the United States or whatever. That's not going to happen. We are the one country that I think the world will demand that we pay our bill. Um, so can can you tell People who might be thinking, that's not going to happen. I'm not going to have to worry about it. My kids aren't going to be slaves to this debt. They're just going to wipe it clean. Can you talk about that? Because I'd love to. I've not asked you your opinion on that, on which way you think it's going to go. But uh, we'll do that next with uh, Carol Roth. Um, my pillow would, l- would like to remind you uh, that fairy tales can come true. I mean, once upon a time, there was a princess named Nancy, and Nancy went on to a journey to a far, far land, a land called Taiwan. And it, it was a long journey, and she got tired along the way, and she went to sleep on the, on the bed in her private jet, and, and she said to herself, you, you, you know what, Nancy, old girl, you, you deserve a little drinky-winky and some shut-eye. And these sheets are just not comfortable at all. Uh, but uh, better, better make it a big drink. Sadly, Princess Nancy's plane, for all of its luxuries, had terrible sheets. But thank goodness you don't have to. My Pillow is having a sale on their Percal sheets, which will keep you cool and comfortable in the summer. Normal price is almost ninety bucks. Now they're thirty nine ninety eight when you use the promo code back. Very limited supply, so order now. Because I, I don't know. Uh, otherwise, you're gonna have to make it drinky winky. Mypillow.com. Click on the radio listener special square. Use the promo code Beck. You'll also get deep discounts on MyPillow products. Or call 800-966-3117 and use the promo code Beck. Ten seconds. Station ID. Don't forget, tonight, 9 p.m., the Wednesday night special. It's all about chaos and what is coming. Chaos and crisis. The left's revolutionary playbook hits the American streets. That's tonight at 9 p.m. only on Blaze TV. I'll see you there. So, Carol, talk to me about this debt. Because we forgive debts all the time for nations. What's going to happen with us? 
So there are only so many different options, and um, certainly we could hope that we make some changes and that we can get it under control ourselves. I don't think that's probably the most likely option. And so some of the things that are on the table um, are frankly quite horrifying, and I think it might be you know a longer time coming like not something that's going to happen in the next 2 to 3 years but maybe the next you know 15 yeah. to 20 years but it's still still a very bad thing um one thing and and obviously this is the current tenor of the people who are um, in power is that they will just keep printing more money that oh we own the money printer so we'll just print enough money to cover our debts and you know that just ends up devaluing our money and we end up having money that's completely worthless as we've seen in other places around the world. So that's it. You know, one possibility is they can actually technically pay the debts, but not without killing the value of the dollar. So that's one thing. A second thing and is that they oh, go ahead. Go, no, go ahead. No, please finish. OK, so a second thing is, um, you know, a potential war, whether it is that we start the war as a diversion tactic or there happens to be, you know, another war that we get involved with that comes to um, a different reset of the monetary situation. If you think about all of the different financial empires uh, of recent times, whether it be the Dutch, the British, you know, you know, then our own financial empire, there were all these wars that basically had this reset and people coming together and a decision, okay, this is how we're going to now have the monetary policy for the the world going forward. Um, and obviously for us, that's not a great outcome either. So that's what I think this is really all about when they say the world needs to be reset. Um, they're really worried because China is on the brink of collapse. All of us, we've all spent way too much money, and it's in everybody's best interest to uh, try to land the plane. But they're not telling the American people this. Uh, but try to land the plane as safely as you can instead of just falling out of the sky and working something out. But this is also why I think war is so scary right now. Because there is another incentive, and that is to reset the world. That's what happened in the First World War and the Second. Absolutely. I mean, it's it's a big issue. It's, it's one of the gray swans that I've identified out there and something people should be keeping an eye on. CarolRoth.com. CarolRoth.com. The author of The War on Small Business, CarolRoth.com. We'll talk to you again, Carol. Thank you so much. Thanks, Glenn. The Glenn Beck Program. So as we're talking about things like this, that means that your dollar is going to become worth less and less until it's finally worthless. Um, in case you haven't heard, Brazil, Russia, India, China, South Africa are all planning. They've come together and they are going to issue a new global reserve currency because, you know, what the Fed is doing to this country just isn't enough to destroy the value of the U.S. dollar. So you'll get half the world dumping the dollar and going to that will reduce what our uh, what our dollar is worth. Now, I don't know how much clearer it can get to you that now is a really good time to consider gold and silver building a necessary hedge against the coming insanity that we are facing. So I urge you to call Goldline today and talk to them about it. Please call 866-GOLDLINE, 866-GOLDLINE. Get one of their 
people on the phone, have them talk to you about the legal tender bar and the Benjamin Franklin rounds. Uh, they've got a great special going on with that right now. Just check it out, will you please? Call them, 866-GOLDLINE. Tonight, back-to-back, Studios America, Glenn TV. Don't miss it, blazetv.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Glenn. So yesterday, I read a story about the gun food. Thegunfood.com is a um, quick process ammunition supply company. Um, and it is very active in supporting gun rights to the local, state, and national levels. Um, they supply ammunition to regular people and people who protect our society, individual consumers, to ranges, to police departments and instructors. instructors. And this article was about how UPS seems to be losing a lot of their packages. Um, they claim that UPS is behind their missing packages, leading only one third of their orders being delivered. The rest gone. They can't seem to get a real answer uh, from UPS. Patrick Collins is the CEO of the Gun Food. Welcome, Patrick. How are you? I'm great today. How are you doing? I'm good. So can you can you tell us a, a little bit about your business? Um, you're a fully licensed, you're no crackpot kind of business, fly by the seat of your pants. This is a, a legitimate gun and ammunition uh, business, and you've done business with UPS for how long? Uh, we've been doing business with UPS for approximately three years now. And uh, unfortunately, we do not sell firearms, but we sell plenty of ammunition. We supply it to a lot of different ranges okay. and et cetera and so on. Okay. Um, and uh, Patrick, how many, how, how, how many packages have been lost? Oh, I would say approximately $14,000 worth over the course of the business. But however, recently, uh, we just received a hit of about a, a $8,000 loss. So there is, um, you know, I've done business with UPS. I, I don't lose packages like that. Um, what do they say to you when you're like, wait a minute, it didn't arrive to where I was shipping it? What do they say? Well, uh, they try to blame it on sometimes the packaging itself, uh, et cetera, and so on. However, for the most part, uh, we ship all of our ammunition insured. Uh, so it requires either a signature or depending on the value, it's always going to be insured for that value. However, uh, the problem that we run into is when it doesn't make it to our customer and the customer calls us back, we have to provide that ammo. A lot of times lives are on the line, lives and livelihood, I would say, uh, whether it's an instructor or even a police department. When they don't receive their ammo, there are issues happening. So we reached out to UPS, and I want to read what we wrote to them. Uh, UPS, I'm reaching out on behalf of the Glenbeck radio program. Glenn will be interviewing an Atlanta-based ammunition distributor who alleges that UPS is the behind the reason that his packages are not getting delivered to his customers. He states out of 18,000 rounds of ammunition, he shipped only 6,000. Uh, sorry, he shipped 18,000, but 6,000 were actually delivered. 
Additionally, it's being reported that Brownells, a large firearms and ammunition seller, has had their UPS account canceled and UPS is no longer listed as an option for a shipping carrier. Can you please provide some background information on why ammunition and gun sellers are having issues with their package delivery? Um, they said, um, dear Glenbeck program, these are two separate issues regarding your question about shipping ammunition. Quote, as a common carrier, UPS transports ammunition that co- uh, constitutes cartridges, small arms, as defined in federal regulations. UPS has safety protocols to help ensure the safe transport of ammunition in our network. We work with our customers to address their concerns, including those with packaging. You can find out more about how to ship your ammunition section, ups.com. It includes packaging requirements. So they didn't answer the question. They're just saying, again, that they're, they're alluding that your packaging is not compliant with them. That doesn't answer the question, where is the ammunition? Uh, and I would assume you've tried to follow every single uh, protocol that they have. Yes, every protocol uh, was met and, and exceeded even because I actually have pa- I have pictures of how the packages are packed within the uh, the packages that are that they are sent in. So um, they ask me how you know what type of materials that I use, how is it marked or labeled. And I have all of that information. In fact, uh, we changed our protocol here at thegunfood.com to uh, have our drivers, when they drop off the packages at the uh, hubs in the centers, they have to actually take a picture of it on their conveyor belt when UPS takes possession of our packages. You have to do this with anybody else? Uh, well, unfortunately, the other uh, major carrier for ammunition uh, they have their own issues, uh, which have been brought to light probably about two years ago. So we unfortunately have stopped and not considered using them for our business. Uh, so we stuck with UPS. So, so now when you have when you have UPS, you call them and you say, look, I have the pictures. We packaged it right. We put it on your conveyor belt. Here's the receipt. What do they say to you? Well, they they say uh, provide the same amount of information as if I were to lose a family heirloom or, uh, you know, some other package that could have been shipped that's not involving ammunition. Uh, and at that rate, we're, we're sitting here fighting it. I know uh, quite a few other folks that are have well over $300,000 worth of ammunition gone missing, and it's really changed the way we have to do our business now. $300,000 worth of ammunition? Those yeah, are a lot of bullets that are just, what, spilling out of their truck because they're not packed right? And do they say, we here's spoiled boxes and uh, here's the ammunition that we could save? I mean, they just don't explain where that ammunition in that defective box went to? Exactly. To them, it's just a write-off. However, it's becoming a very expensive write-off, and I'd like to thank you for uh, bringing a lot of attention to this because it really is a big deal, and it impacts people on multiple levels, more so 
than uh, your average citizen would think. I mean, imagine if a police department doesn't receive their ammunition that they need to serve their civic duties, civil duties. So, uh, well, imagine imagine if you got sloppy with ammunition and you were just kind of losing some from time to time, what they would accuse you of. Um, the, um, uh, the UPS is part of this great reset. They're very, very deeply involved in that. Uh, I'd like to think that this is just incompetence because it can't be excused uh, if you do indeed have the pictures and you are shipping them the right way uh, which i believe you are um, but please send my office the pictures because we'd like to follow this up um, there there is there, there's no excuse it's either theft uh, from their own employees or it is part of a uh, of a uh, hidden policy that is disrupting the flow of ammunition and that's that's i'd re- i hope it's the theft from their employees but i bet it's not yes and i 100 percent agree um unfortunately ammunition boxes are relatively easy to identify uh, with the markings that we need to put on them um and, and we try to hide them in ways so that it's not as obvious however a lot of times People know what they're grabbing once they grab the box or perhaps even shake it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, way too, way too heavy. Ammunition in a big box, at least, is very heavy. Um, all right. Well, we'll follow up. Um, I would like you to reach back out to my uh, uh, producers. If you do indeed have names of people that have lost $300,000 worth of ammunition the same way you have, um, there's something going on here. Because all of a sudden, all of you guys are starting to just pack it wrong. It's either a they're stonewalling here bothers me, um, you know, because there should be an answer. What happened to it? What happened to it? Okay, you didn't pack it right. Well, where did that box go? It's not like if I ship diamonds through uh, UPS uh, uh, they're going to say, you know what? Your box fell apart. Okay, well, where are the diamonds? Well, you just write it off. That means they're either keeping it, doing something with it, or they have a theft problem. UPS, which one is it? And then why is this happening and you don't seem to care? Thank you, yeah. Patrick. I appreciate it. God bless exactly. you. You have a good one. You bet. You bet. That is uh, that's Patrick Collins. He's from the Gun Food, uh, GunFood.com. Uh, he seems to be on the up and up. I don't doubt that this is happening. I am uh, much more apt to believe that this is um, you know part of you know part of what uh, part of the Great Reset. You know, public-private partnership with the government. The government is doing everything they can to buy up the ammunition. The IRS just bought, I think it was seven hundred thousand dollars worth of ammunition. That's an awful lot of ammunition. Now, either the IRS is doing something, and they got our own little private army that I don't know about, or they're buying up ammunition in all of these departments to squash the uh the price or actually squash the supply so the price goes up for you and me which is causing a very dangerous thing to happen 
I just went out shooting uh, a couple of days ago, and I was shooting. That was the first time for a year because ammunition is so expensive. So people are not getting the training, the constant training at a uh, at a gun range because it's so expensive. Uh, something is really not right, and we'll continue to follow this. Uh, UPS, uh, you're going to get another letter from us because you didn't answer any of the questions. You told us about your policies. I get it. I get it. I get your policies. Now, what happened to the bullets? Are you not concerned? Are you a a company that is so out of control and so socially irresponsible in a time when when shootings are going up that your company is so irresponsible that you haven't found that ammunition? Or if you did find it, what did you do with it? Are you so irresponsible that you have this amount of ammunition Half of what the IRS spent on ammunition, half of that, and you lost it? Are you that irresponsible that you don't care that there may be a black market for ammunition happening in one of your trucks with a bunch of your drivers? I don't know, UPS. I've always always thought Brown could do a lot for us. But what is Brown doing now? Back in just a minute. Sponsor this half hour is Patriot Mobile. Life gets busy. I'm never going to get a package again in my life. Um, Life gets really busy. Uh, Switching from one mobile carrier to another sounds like a hassle. But I bet you're not thrilled with a cell phone bill that you get every month. And if you actually look at it, what is that charge for? What is that charge for? What do you mean? What? It's going to save you a ton of money if you switch to Patriot Mobile. Patriot Mobile has plans that are going to fit every budget, and it's not some cheap you know, company run out of the back of someone's van. You're on the same cell towers as the big mobile company, so you get the same coverage, but you're going to pay far less. Most importantly, Patriot Mobile shares the values that you and I hold dear. They're America's only Christian mobile company. They donate a portion of their profits to conservative causes. Please make the switch today. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck or call 972-PATRIOT. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. Get free activation, but do it now. Make the switch. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. This is... The Glenn Back Program. Uh, the left's playbook for revolution in America. It is well down the road. We're going to show it to you tonight. We have a major problem of chaos in this country. You know that, and I know that. It is something that I talked to you about 10 years ago while I was at Fox. I said the future, the key word, will be chaos. And uh, anything, we know who the author of chaos is, and anything that uh, disrupts that uh, or that uh, uh, furthers that, you need to stay a million miles away from uh, by the way, we all know who the author of Chaos, in case you don't know, I was referring to George Soros. Pepperoni eyes, huh? Anyway, uh, so we have uh, we have that tonight 
Operation Chaos, the left's playbook for revolution in America. That's tonight, only on Blaze TV, 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 Central, and uh, I think 1145 in the West. So, okay, uh, let's see. What else do we have on the, uh, the plate today? There's so much we didn't get a chance to, uh, to talk about. I haven't talked about the banks um, how sneaky they've become. Uh, over in Europe, they are now moving directly towards a cashless society. And so what the banks, what the banks are doing is they're closing down all of the uh, branches. And they're just making ATM machines where, of course, you can get all the, all the, the points on your card that you would possibly ever need um, but they are making it uh, really unreasonable now to get cash. Um, they're, no, they're not repairing the cash ATMs. Um, they're understaffing any branch that they do have open. And the people over in the United Kingdom have had enough and they know what's happening. And because the people are standing up, they are now starting to reverse that. They're fixing their ATMs and making sure that they're stuffed with cash because at least some people are awake and they are looking at what we're facing in a cashless society driven by a global entity this is the glenn back program